Hello and greetings. This is every. <laughs> Hello is a greeting. <laughs> Woo. Hello and greetings. This is every horror movie on Netflix. The show where we watch, review, and discuss every horror movie on Netflix. And I'm Chris. I'm Patrick Flying Dunn. That's Patrick Flying Dunn. No, no, Flying Dunn. Hoo ah! Hoo ah! <laughs> I'm Elizabeth. <laughs> I'm just Stephen today. <laughs> As all right. ever. Well, maybe we'll all have nicknames next time. Someday. So, uh, you know, guys, it's been a, it's been a week. It's been a week. <laughs> it's been a rough week. We're not going to talk like politics or you know sexual harassment scandals or anything, are we? Is that what you're hinting at? No, okay. but that, now that you mention it, <laughs> it's been a rough week for all kinds. I mean, of that's reasons. what's been on my mind. It's Certainly not this movie that we're reviewing today. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to beat around the bush. But we watched American Poltergeist this week. So who wants to set up this movie? A group of college-age students wants to get off campus for a semester, focus on their studies, not get distracted by the party lifestyle of Brown University, the college that they all attend. (laughs) So they rent a palatial home in a suburb, Fall River. They got a great deal on it. Got a great deal on it. Like 325 bucks. Per room. The only downside is they have to live with a MILF. They do have to live with a MILF. I would not she call join, her a MILF. She joins yeah, I was going to say, who would like to? I would not. I just want to know who would like to. I would not call her a MILF, but if you like Google MILF, I'm sure you see people that look like her. Yeah, she joins them for I hope they meal. have more personality. That's fair. Uh, unfortunately for them, the house is haunted. By a ghost, presumably, and not a poltergeist, not a poltergeist from what I can tell. What I want to talk about is what the difference between a ghost and a poltergeist is. That's oh, what I was going to ask, because I, I don't I even know. I will fucking educate you. Yeah, please do. All right. Everything I know comes from the Very Scary Almanac, which was the book that I read religiously when I was like seven, six, eight years old. And a poltergeist, to my understanding, is... Like, we think of a ghost as a deceased being given spirit form. Mm-hmm. A poltergeist is more a projection of emotion that creates noise and havoc in a house and often they're tied to people living in the house for example you might have an angsty teenage daughter who's like stressed out about boys or is going through puberty or something and she's and then her like anxieties will manifest themselves as dishes flying out of the cabinet and stuff like that so you can have a poltergeist and it's not like a ghost it's just yeah gotcha yeah, I mean, strike one for this movie is just calling it American Poltergeist in the first place. Because when you put American in front of the movie, you sort of, like, assign it this, like, great significance. And, I mean, there are some great, like, well-known movies. That, you know, American Beauty, American Hustle, oh, no, American... We've got to rethink American Beauty now. But, yeah, that's a good example. I mean, okay, we're not going <laughs> to nitpick about <laughs> uh, it. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't call it American Beauty is still a great it fucking hurts. movie. It hurts. It's still a great movie. It hurts. I mean, should we talk about... Should we go down that road at all? I don't know that we should, but... Why not? It's more interesting go. than this movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Why don't Let's we just go. go down that road? I think the question we want to ask is, does being a sexual predator mean that you're not a good actor? The answer is no. Oh, is that what we're talking about? I've never thought he was a great actor. Oh, I think Kevin he's like so a great consciously actor. acting in everything he does. It's like acting with a capital A. Is that what you guys were talking about with American Beauty? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because we just talked about how we weren't going to talk about the news. Oh, we're going to talk about the road we're going down. Yeah, but okay. you know, now that American Beauty has come up, this is this has been heartbreaking for me because Kevin Spacey has been is your father my role model for a long time. Really? Because I will never be as cool as Clint Eastwood. I'll never be as cool as Arnold, but I might be as cool as Kevin Spacey someday. But not anymore. I think I don't that you can now like officially Kevin's... be cooler now I am than cooler Kevin Spacey. Than Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I think most of us are. But yeah, you know, it's a it's a it's a depressing but necessary turn of events, really. Yeah, well, yeah, but that doesn't the fact that he's a sexual predator doesn't change the quality of any of his past films, though. But in my in my book, true. that's a movie that's pretty. I mean, it's difficult to. It's difficult not to see it in a new light now because of his behavior, well, because of his character's behavior in the movie. I see it, what you're it's saying. It's difficult to watch his character behave in that way anyway. That's one part of right. the emotional impact of the film. And now it's like Jesus Christ! Like he is that kind of guy. Like that's true. Is that how he got the role? I, like, Ugh, yeah, that does take on a weird new significance. I didn't think of that. Well, but would the movie? Yeah. I, so I guess then the question is like, would the movie? I mean, because the movie does work really well with him playing that very uncomfortable character. Would it work as well with a different actor who isn't actually a fucking predator in real life? I don't know. I mean, I don't think that movie works very well anyway. I don't think it holds up too well. That's just my personal opinion. But yeah, with a different actor, I'm sure I wouldn't have that problem. With I mean, I, I actually... think that there are certain roles where probably being a real sexual predator makes you better at that role. Just like being a real murderer would make you better at being a murderer, you know? And that's unfortunate, and that doesn't excuse I that. wonder if a murderer has ever played a murderer in a movie. That would be interesting. I'm sure. Dude, just wait till Christian Bale kills somebody. <laughs> yeah, that would, be, that would be relevant to what we're talking about, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or any other thespian. <laughs> this has been no, quite... doesn't he an American Psycho? Yes. Yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Another great. But he film was not a American murderer when he filmed the movie. Well, the point is like having that the questions like, keep experience in your life. If well, you... it depends on how you define murder. Yeah. If you are you are you only a rapist? <laughs> There's actors after... who have killed people. Yeah. Matthew Roderick killed somebody. What? Yeah, he like ran someone over with his car. Oh. I mean, something. intentionally or not intentionally, but I think he might have been drunk. Huh? I, I better fucking before okay. I lie. I mean, yeah, Matthew Broderick is not in prison right now, so this can't be as dramatic as you're making hold it on, sound. Hold on. Well, all this gonna, is to say, this movie this is this movie is so <laughs> fucking worthless that we're talking about current <laughs> events instead of discussing it. <laughs> this is the definition of beating around the bush. Yeah, I mean, it's ludicrous that it it takes on this mantle of the american title it's like you gotta earn that you know i mean it doesn't e- it couldn't even it shouldn't even be the rhode island poltergeist well look. <laughs> like, it's just the fall river is that where this takes place yes all um, i can say is american poltergeist stay away from me he let no, me be american. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm making an american woman we got it reference. we got it um, did we- you find out about matthew broderick though is matthew broderick a killer but then there if was the case like... of Matthew Broderick and the car <laughs> coming up after the break. On E! True Hollywood Story. No, dude, this is Keith Morrison. Oh, okay. Oh, the DNA. And coming up after the break, we'll talk about the DNA. Well. Oh, that pesky DNA. 
He says he has no memory of the entire day, and he was driving in the long, <laughs> wrong. He lost time, and he was driving in the wrong lane and hit someone head on. But I, the, the Wikipedia was he drunk? Say. It doesn't say. Matthew Broderick. It was in Ireland. Of Gary, Indiana. It was in Ireland. So, the Music Man himself. The Music Man himself. I mean, the thing is, what I'm really trying to think right now is of something called American that's actually shitty besides this movie. Um. There has to be something, but all the things I'm thinking of are like generally fairly well regarded, like American Psycho, American Beauty, American Hustle, and I mean, I know Chris American and I could horror debate story. American Hustle. American Horror Story is generally well regarded. American Woman. American Pie. <laughs> American Beauty, the Grateful Dead album. American Pie. American Idiot. I mean, basically all this shit is fucking iconic. Yeah, if you're going to take on the mantle of America, you have a lot to live up to. Yeah. I'm not okay with this movie representing our country. I'll just say that. <laughs> Although, unfortunately, Everyone it in this does, movie is in many ways. incredibly stupid. In right. a way that they're just like not even functional, even as friends. Like as a group of friends, I don't Let's buy that break these it people down. spend the time with each other. The acting is terrible. The premise makes no sense. The relationships between characters are confusing at best and boring at best. Is there? A, let me. I'm sorry. Maybe I shouldn't cut it off. But speaking of relationships, is the the two girls who sleep together? I assumed they were a lesbian couple immediately. They are not. They aren't. No. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, and the people that they chose to be the proto or quote unquote stars of this movie were the worst choices. I, I mean, the the MILF Chris mentioned. I, has anyone looked up her resume? She, I, she has to be a porn actress. No, she's right? not. She's not. Way to way to be misogynist. But she can't yeah, move her face. She can't move her neck either. Do you know I that know. scene where there's something a noise upstairs and, and she, she literally turn her turns whole her around? whole chair back? It takes her like ten seconds. She's weird. It seems like she has some medical issues. No, well, but look. don't 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 you guys know what I'm saying when I say she seems like a porn actress though? Well, I already, Did said, anyone else get I already that vibe? said she's what you get when you search Mill. Yeah, truly, yeah. <laughs> Way to be misogynistic. All right. Well, look here's let's here's what we're trying to say. Let's not beat around the bush. This movie, I don't even I don't even need to ask anyone's cue it, view it, or screw it. This movie was fucking terrible. But oh. what, Steve? Are you about to object? Steve's like I say, view it. <laughs> I was not about to object. I was going to say the. I, I kind of, like, within five minutes, I was like, I kind of think I might end up giving this movie, I predict I might end up giving this movie, like, a cue it, because I feel like it's going to be so bad it's good. Like, that kind of, no, absolutely not. This is trash. This is maybe the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. It's worse than all of our other screw it. Yeah, we need to give apologies to all of the other movies we've watched on this journey so far. Yeah. Are I we agree. going right to view it cute or screw it right now? No. What's happening? No, 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 we're, we're, just we're saying it's not even necessary. I just we just gotta get this over with. We're, we're not done. Screw. <laughs> I mean, okay, this movie is an hour and eighteen minutes long. And I would say And about that's an hour too long. A, well, thirty of those minutes are completely pointless dialogue that doesn't land. Oh man, the dialogue in this. Okay, so. I have I have an example. I might as well play it now to get it out of the way. There are so many scenes in this movie. That begin and end, and there you are like, what? 
what was the purpose of that scene? Scenes in which nothing happens. Nope. If you cut out all the scenes in which nothing happens, you'd probably have like a 20-minute movie. Probably mm. have like a third, yeah. Here's an example. This is about a minute and a half. This is deep into the movie. And you're going to hear some references to characters. You're going to hear some things like, oh, she has a car. She can do this. You might think, oh, well, they're setting that up for later. No. Doesn't this, matter. None it of this matter. is a setup for anything else that comes in the movie. But this is a, a typical scene from, from this movie. Come in. Michael and Nikki are fighting again. What's new? Are you in for the night? Yeah, I'm exhausted. I just want to go to sleep. What are you researching? Nothing. She doesn't tell. And we already know at this point, too. Where are you really going to go? Back to campus? New York? Good question. I don't want to talk about it. No, she doesn't want to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about anything important in this movie. Nikki's friend Stacy has a car. She drove here tonight, and um, I don't think she's staying the night, so... Maybe if you let her crash on your couch, she'd give you a ride back to New York. It's too late. Oh. Now you see a spooky thing, like, is watching them through the window. I'm just trying to help. It smells like a musty old library in here. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> no, I mean, to me, the piece de resistance of that scene is what are you researching? Like, who's that? She's on her computer. Why does she have to be researching? Yeah, what? Like, I well, mean, if I see you guys on your computer, that's not my first. Oh, Chris, what are you researching well, on your, now I'm on gonna your say laptop that... computer there? I'm going to well, say it all the time. Now. And I, like, I think one of the things that really struck me is like, typically in a horror movie, if there's a ghost or poltergeist of some sort, you're getting clues about its goal or what it looks like or something like that as the movie goes on right you're hearing noises you're seeing more detailed shapes you're seeing things that it does you know in this movie it's none of that it's random shit until the full fucking thing appears just randomly one day it's just like the cash register bangs open out of nowhere there's so much one thing that drove me this movie made me i told you guys earlier this movie made me infuriated on so many levels one thing that drove me nuts was how many times you hear like a knocking somewhere in the house and nobody ever learns that it's a fucking ghost (laughs) just like that they're always like who's there come in oh i guess i should get out of my dead sleep and go see who's in the house better carry a flashlight even though the power has not gone out (laughs) that happens numerous times and the milf is like it's the wind Oh, One man. of my favorite lines of when they first get to the house, um, the guy, the the lead actor, the guy who like secures the apartment, um, who I think was on coke through his entire production. Like, there's so many flubbed lines, like weird shit that he says, and like his delivery is like way off. He's like, uh, "I I need to go in the basement because I want to store some sporting goods down there." Yes, I wrote that line down <laughs> and too. She, and she just says, "There's no key." It was locked when I moved in. And I'm probably putting more emotion into it than she did in yep. that scene. No, okay. Right. The way I wrote down the line, though, which is even funnier. I don't know which which of us got it right, but I had a different variation, which was, I'd like to move some sporting equipment in, if possible. <laughs> if possible. <laughs> is he writing an email? <laughs> like, There's so many great... Uh, my favorite 
dialogue in this whole thing comes from the church kid because we learn that there is a church kid oh, who God. met one of the other kids in church group and he talks about how he goes to the church hey, all that, the time hey, that pays off that pays off we'll get into that he literally wears like a huge cross around his neck in multiple scenes and we see him like putting a huge crucifix on like a cork board in his room of the house but oh man I, I wrote down so many great lines from this kid but I think I'm going to go with this is my favorite one from church kid is and it's like the end of a party night they're around a bonfire he gets up and like stretches and goes i'm youth mentoring at the church tomorrow so i'm gonna call it a night he keeps referring to the church yeah nobody well i mean he's catholic so it is the church yeah but you refer to the institution of the catholic church as the church not like your church as the church Ooh, guys did you hear that thunder? I think it's an American poltergeist outside. That was that was spookier to me than <laughs> that was pretty spooky. anything. We in this might movie. we might lose power, and Ooh, we cut this episode short. <laughs> oh, quick, everybody, view it, cue it, or screw it. Well, listen, <laughs> before right. the power hold goes on. out, Just right. kidding. hold on. So yeah, it's terrible. And Wait, hold on. Let's ask the resident Catholic. Would you, if you were going to church to youth mentor Elizabeth, would you say I'm going to the church? No. I think it's a very... I would say, you fuckers know I got church tomorrow morning. I can't go to the grocery store. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I think of all I gotta the go lines, deal with some little shits at church. Of all the lines you could have picked, I don't know. That one doesn't offend no, me. No, but... I mean... Well, it didn't offend me, but it was just weird how he kept saying the church over and over again. There's... I mean, let's not nitpick the lines that each other No, in fact... All right, so listen. Here's the thing. Before we just go way off the rails on our, our, our pile on on this movie, which is bad, I think we all agree... Um, I, I did some research. I've, I've kind of got some context here. I found the director's Facebook page. <laughs> so if you'd like to see what he looks like. Oh, please. That's the director? That's the director. He's a baby. That is the, oh. that is the director circa... Um, Wait, does he play Michael? Oh, what a cute no. little nerd. <laughs> Just kidding. No. Yeah, I mean... Oh, man, that's so, thunder. Wow. It that is, is amazing. It is thunderous that here. That is not I special hope, effects. I hope folks. the recordings pick that up. Anyway, these are some more recent pictures. But he's a Let young guy. He's a young guy, and he's basically a PA in California. Prolific PA, too. Prolific he's PA. Big shit. He's worked on the only movie worse than American Poltergeist, Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> and he went to school at Los Angeles Film School. And so, I mean, this is like indie, 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 indie. So... Sub indie. Does, sub, that, sub, mean, sub, sub, does sub that mean we should cut it slack? <laughs> oh, I feel so much worse now that I've seen his picture. I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally changing my opinion. Good job. What's his name? Mike Rakowski. Look, oh, not so. as not as effective at eliciting screams as, as Mike, Mike Wazowski. Wazowski. <laughs> look, look, you guys. I think. <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> I don't know who that is. Sorry. I don't either. Monsters Inc. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I... <laughs> so good, so good. Dank. Anyway. Elizabeth, please. I don't think that a person seeming like a nice guy who's trying hard should mean we should cut him slack. If I made a horror movie movie it would be ass and we should pay, we should well look, a thematic the link a thematic link it's just like kevin spacey should we judge kevin spacey's movies on the fact that kevin spacey's a piece of shit in real life should we judge mike rosowski's movie on the fact that I he's mean, kind of an innocent guy just trying to make a goddamn he made movie bad decisions he cast these he he wrote a stupid plot i'm not like if it was just bad acting or if it was just like oh it didn't like it didn't all like the jump scares didn't land or something fine but like he like you know 
if you're directing these kids to do this stupid ass shit, then you're do- directing kids to do stupid ass shit. Doesn't matter if you're 12 or if you're yeah, 25. I mean, thank you. That's this, exactly how I feel. This is an, this movie isn't. You do an autopsy on this movie, and it becomes a how what not to do if you're making indie movies on this budget. And I learned a lot. I, I actually did. Number one, put license plates on your cars. <laughs> did anybody notice Again, that? That's another low order concern. Low order concern. Um, but like, I'm not mad at the movie as much as I'm mad at Netflix. You know, one of the things I wrote down as I was watching this was how do you get a movie on netflix like how did this get on netflix i i want to know we should investigate we should because you know what if this were playing at the you know downtown community theater and it was made by someone with a similar background who just happened to live in our neighborhood and we saw it we'd be like okay yeah we would have you know of such a such a vicious reaction to it but it's on netflix next to you know it follows and netflix has enough money that they don't need to be scraping the bottom of the barrel with this shit so I made it Netflix. I mean, Chris, you and I made like half a movie that we kind of aborted. Right. And I don't think, I don't know, our, our movie was better, right? Well, it didn't get finished. True. So, you know. But I let- mean, I'm just saying like we made something that is, I guess, of Netflix quality, whatever that means. Like I yeah. feel we could have gotten. Yeah, but you have to see it through, you know? I mean, so that's another thing I can say for him. You know, as shitty as it was, hey, they got something. Their Facebook page has 1,200 likes. Our Fuck you guys. Every, Elizabeth and Steve are casting shade over there. Every horror movie on Netflix has 69 likes, and uh, they have 1,200 likes. So, hey, they're doing something right. The lights, the lights just are flickered. flickering right now. Oh, fuck. The poltergeist, the poltergeist is, here. is here. Dude, it's Mike Rizowski. You know what? Can we, can we just get through the you know we've got to view a cue it screw it even though i feel like everybody knows how we feel so we can just talk about the spoilers yeah, let's just, let's just do it because i'd like to talk more all right elizabeth you view it cue it or screw it screw it i'm steven yeah. view it, screw it. Cue it or screw it patrick uh screw it but i don't know that i would call it the worst thing we've seen so far i think i probably actually hated and was repulsed by like hashtag horror or um 13 cameras more than I was by this. Wow, interesting. Um, I say screw it. Fuck you, Chris. (laughs) I thought about screwing it with prejudice, but no, it it doesn't, it's just a bad movie. It's not like a mean-spirited movie. Yeah, Yeah, the director's not malicious. That's probably what you're saying, Patrick. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I would screw, I think I screwed those other movies with prejudice, because like they made me feel shitty about myself and about human nature, but this was just like something that didn't work out well and I actually probably got some entertainment value out of I'll it. Say this. I laughed. Oh, I'll say this. If I knew every actor in that movie, I would have very much enjoyed watching this film. Yeah. Absolutely. If this was like a neighborhood film, I would have enjoyed it. And that's it. why I'm not mad because you know what? Like we didn't produce the damn film. I don't give a fuck. I mean I was I spent some time on it, but that was you know, this is what I signed up for, right? Watching every horror movie on Netflix. So I hold no no malice towards this movie. No. I mean, some of the other movies, I was like, fuck you for making this shitty movie that's, like, shitty about people. But, I mean, that this movie is just like, you know, you you were trying to make a horror movie, and it wasn't very good, and it wound up on Netflix. I'm almost sorry to this... I'm, I'm sorry to this person that we're talking shit about their movie. I hope he never hears this. I hope he hears this, and I hope he comes on the show. I would love to talk to him. I would love to talk to him. I, me too. Yeah, I would too. One thing I want to say about this movie, so... I did say it made me very angry. I think it's not shitty. It doesn't have like a shitty like misanthropic view of humanity, except that it presumes that human beings, Brown University students, don't have any fucking imagination or social skills or anything else. I find that kind of offensive. But this is a movie where the basic premise, you would expect a lot of TNA and a lot of gore, and 
It's it G-rated. Does, does not deliver on that. It is there, it, Characters do coke in it. There is some. There's some hard oh, drugs, but you don't see any nudity. You, the only gore you see is corpses who are, are they're corpses. They're already dead, and you see a little bit of blood. I so yeah. I I I can't hate the director for like wanting to make a pretty clean horror movie. There is like the constant threat of TNA though. Like these girls are constantly in skirts that barely go i don't know if anyone ever wears something that covers like more than an inch below their crotch like it yeah. seems like boys a, are always wearing shirts it seems and that like disappointed a me. porn is constantly about to break out i was so but puzzled i by wonder that. if the director has some a religious background because i thought it was pretty interesting even though michael and nikki are dating they share they have separate bedrooms at this house and they clearly make that this weird. they make this religious character a big part of the like he's the only one who has any distinct personality like he's religious and that's his like and yeah. i wonder if the director himself maybe has some like evangelical background or something cuz that like you know are we are we in spoiler space now no no not oh, yet well anyway you know there's some things at the end that make me wonder that as well spoilers yeah i don't know <laughs> sorry <laughs> It's I'm, back. I'm sort it's of back. thumbing through his Facebook to try to answer that question, but it kind of feels invasive because this, you know, this is a personal Facebook page I'm looking at here. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel but, kind of creepy. Well, is there anything that like has Jesus? We, we, there's we, a, there's, no, there's a passing reference to keeping faith, but I don't know if what. Yeah, yeah. I should tag say him in all our social media posts. I want Mike Rosowski to come on the show and talk to him, and all of us just be like, "Fuck, Mike, we're sorry." Yeah, Good I'm job. just sorry. I, want, I feel I want bad him to talking shit about this movie. Us. I want him to be like, you fucking assholes. I poured my blood, sweat, tears, and money into this shit, and this is how it went down, and this was my intent. We'll be like, fuck, Mike. All right. Sorry. I mean, yeah. Mike, we're all really nice people. You'll like talking yeah. to us. You'll yeah. enjoy it. It's a really positive come experience. On the show. Come on, Mike. Okay, I want to say something really please, quick, you though. You guys are being too nice. Hashtag draft Mike. If we hadn't Facebooked him... I would be like, fuck this movie and fuck the guy well, that made it. Yeah. But now I see it. I see the human, and I think, and I look at his credits. I'm like, he, he means well. But I want to say something really quick. And honestly, good for him for getting his movie on Netflix. He got his movie made. He got it on Netflix. I'm not convinced that he didn't actually make a porno, and we're just seeing the mm-hmm. G-rated version of it. You know what I'm talking it's about? Like, it's like three-headed shark attack, exactly. except in reverse. I would be not at all surprised to find that we are just watching. Actually, this movie would make a lot more sense if this were the case. That we're just watching like the nudity-free version. Of That's this so movie. true. Yeah. Because all these conversations that make no sense, like maybe after that clip that Chris played, there's just like they a fought. crazy lesbian sex scene. That's hilarious. I'm pretty sure that's just fan fiction, but that's, that's <laughs> make, that, but it makes that's so much, much sense. more. It makes so much sense. It's the most it sensible true. slash fic ever written. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, some people had fun, some people got paid, and hey, you know, it wasted some of our time. I mean, but. honestly, I, I will say, had someone asked me to be in this movie. I would say yes. Oh, 100%. Oh, there's yeah, some I, cute boys in it. The beautiful people across the board, except for the owner of the house. Like, hang out with them, deliver some shitty dialogue. Whatever. Probably mediocre craft services. You know, you're not going to regret it. I would rather Good be time. in this movie than in 13 cameras. Me too. Oh, for damn sure. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to hash things out in more detail spoil some stuff so won't take long so if you want to watch if so if you want to watch this movie for yourself leave now before you end up in the spoiler room Welcome back to Every Horror Movie on Netflix, and uh, it's time to discuss this American poltergeist in a little more spoiler-filled detail. And 
I think we could start off with maybe the most innocuous spoiler of all, which actually, it's a late revelation, but it drives the plot of much of the action, which is that this house is actually the former house of famous murderer in American history, Lizzie Borden. Which is totally absurd, because this movie, like, everyone in the movie treats this like, well, they don't find out until much later, and nobody who lives there did any research on this house beforehand, but, like, the Lizzie Borden house is a fucking museum. Yeah, it's probably a national historic landmark. (laughs) Like, this is one of those things where I'm going to be really dumb and say, I, I mean, I register that Lizzie Borden is, like, a name I should know, but what should I know about Lizzie Borden? Why should I give a fuck? Let me tell you, from the very scary almanac... There's really nothing to it. I do, I do know about her from the same book I know about the poltergeist. And basically, she was just a girl who, like, killed her parents with an axe. And okay. then they made a nursery rhyme out of it. Because in this film, it's treated as though it's, like, the house of Jack the Ripper or the house of William Shakespeare. Well, she is really famous. Yeah. It's I mean, fa- I know that's a, a famous, famous name, case. but I, is it that famous? I think the circumstances around the it's case, I think it was kind of a big deal when it happened. It's it also pretty absurd because the... she was young and like what, like 15 yeah. year old girl. But is it famous to the degree? That, I mean, because there's zero exposition of that in the movie. It's just Lizzie Borden. You know what that is. Yeah. It's, it's Do famous general enough. audiences know exactly what that means? Totally. Yeah, it's huge. I don't know. Like I remember as a kid learning about Lizzie Borden. Yeah, it's I like think such it's big a, enough. There's like, She's a, there's like, like a there's, there's like a garbage pail kid that's Lizzie Borden. I mean, yeah, it's a. And the nursery right. rhyme is Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her father. I think it's she thirty wax father, father forty wax. And when she saw what she had done, she gave her mother forty one. Well, in this film, Lizzie Borden, as as depicted in the film, looks much more like She's like forty. Looks, she is 41. She looks more like a much more iconic pop culture figure to me. Every time she looked up, every, every time she showed up, I was like, oh, it's Mary Poppins. It's like zombie Mary Poppins every time she shows hmm, up. She looks Maybe. absurd. Like, she looks like she's in drag, essentially. She's got that, like, ridiculous red wig and this, like, bright blue dress. Yeah, like uh, that high blue skirt, kind of like Mary yeah. Poppins wears, that white, like, 1920s blouse, the hair piled up on top of the head. Lizzie Borden was a girl. How old do we think Lizzie Borden was? I don't I know. I think like she 11? was young, like in her teens. This early woman teens. is clearly like in her forties, like the Lizzie Borden. Ghost. I mean, but that's just the beginning of like. I know it's hard you know, to really hone in on what to pick apart here, and it's so weird because they inexplicably they select this one girl to sort of be the person who gets who like is hearing. They're all hearing the weird sounds in the house, and this one girl is more freaked out than everybody else, right? And so she starts, quote-unquote, doing research. And, like... What are you researching? Yeah. And, like, I didn't even really follow this part. She basically discovers that she's related to Lizzie Borden? Yeah. Well, before we go too far down the Lizzie Borden road, let's acknowledge that that's part of the title problem. Because this movie was actually all through production titled The House of Lizzie Borden. And then I guess something happened. Maybe they got sued by the museum. And it became American Poltergeist. <laughs> You know, oh, I thought of something that isn't great that has American. Oh, it doesn't start with American. I was going to say Kid Rock's American Badass Beer. Love that beer. Great beer. (laughs) Easy drinking. Almost bought some today. Wow. But yeah, eventually it comes out that What's-Her-Face is, I think, the... Yeah, she's related. She's the Taryn, great... right? Taryn is her name. name. Which is, like, every time I heard that name, I just wanted... (gasps) There was another name, like, Jenner... Jenner was one of the girls' names. Like, fuck you. Nobody names their kids this. Wait, really? Yeah. How I missed that. And well, I thought the actor saying it was British and he was trying to say Jenna. I was like, is this his accent? Jenna. Jenna. 
Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought every time. But no, it's Jenner and Taryn. And I think that this, like, again, these horror movies that we've been watching, just like Abattoir, have these convoluted plots that they don't need. Like, Taryn, this girl, ends up, like, her father ends up being Lizzie Borden's grandson and he abandoned her at the Lizzie Borden house and she's truly like of the lineage and the close you know and it's like come on like people who are settling in to watch a horror movie do not want to do this like family research like it doesn't need to be like this you know it was just very incoherent it's incoherent it's and it doesn't add anything because my first thought was like she's the granddaughter of lizzie but But she's not even she's like (sighs) but um wikipedia just blew us the fuck out because lizzie borden was actually like 32 when oh. she killed her parents. Oh. I thought she was a teen. I feel vindicated because this clearly proves that general audiences don't fucking know the backstory on this shit, which is not a slight to you guys, but another slight on this movie treating it as like, oh, well, Lizzie Borden, everybody knows what's up with but, that. But like, she still lived at home, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, back in those days, the girls were just like... Still had an axe, still 40 wax, all yeah. that shit. Well, she didn't actually give 40 wax. That was an that was exaggeration the in the rhyme. I know. I was joking. <laughs> okay. It was like 10 or 11 times per for the father and 17 to the mother. Hold on. I've got a line I have to find. Okay. So anyway, Taryn, what is it? Taryn's birthday? It's somebody's fucking it's birthday. It's Nikki's birthday. Nikki. It's Nikki's birthday. I don't know the difference between Nikki and Taryn. All these people look the same. They act the same. Um, so apparently, oh, it, actually a question before this. Do these fuckers ever go to class? They keep talking about Brown University and they have so many books. Before the beginning of the semester. It's August 4th. Yeah. It is August 1st. We find out later. But do they establish it early in the film? I think they're trying to like move in and get settled before the semester starts. No, yeah. You move in before the semester starts. And this whole thing takes place over like four days. Yeah. That didn't bother me. I want to bring up a great line that like, I don't know, maybe this movie, I, I thought initially maybe it's going for like regional appeal because of the legend of Lizzie Borden. But like, there's one line that just kind of like, like blew my mind how bad it was. So like they're sit there like only five people RSVP to this party aside from the people over the house. Um, why I don't know. And they all like come a, to the party at the same the time. exact same time, and they take they, turns coming in the door too. They don't just like pile in and it's hugging like, the birthday girl. Yes, I like, thought that was kids. realistic. I guess you guys don't go to many parties. I look. I, <laughs> we just don't go to many parties. That's shitty. Okay, so all the girls go to like the guest house to change into their suits. By the way, the, like the German girl, whatever the formula, oh, yeah. MVP of this movie. She's the only person putting any effort into this, and I wanted to be her best friend. Yeah, she doesn't give one fuck about anything. She's just like she smoking. Literally- Joints left and right. She has the only like not G-rated line in the movie when she just is on her way out of the room. And she's like Lizzie fucking Borden, bitches. Or yes, something. yes, yes. I love that. So then probably ad lib. So this is where Nikki finds out. Like people keep dropping hints. Like we were so scared to come here tonight, and I can't believe you live in this house. I thought you were kidding. And she doesn't question it at all, which is insane. And then we find out it's November fourth, which is the night that like the Lizzie Borden ghost shit happens. So right. there's a line where she says, Oh shit. Um, I think this might be the same line. I hope it's the same line. Wait, where did it go? That I'm thinking of. So like one of the girls says, yeah, everyone sits kind of yes. tight on the night of August 4th here in fall river in Providence. Yeah. It's like, thank you for reminding me of where we are. We've been spending the last hour with you fucker. But the movie's made yes. in LA and the movie's made in California. And if you look on like the Facebook page for the movie, people are like, I've been to the Lizzie Borden house. I've slept in the Lizzie Borden house. It's nothing like this house. I've seen the pictures of the house. It looks nothing like this neighborhood. It's the most like idyllic neighborhood. Like even the cops pretty friendly. I don't know what he's doing because there's oh, no God. crime here. Well, look, can I just say I and this is consistent in 
so many movies, horror or not, why... Apparently, as soon as you, like, get the privilege of directing a movie, you forget what a party looks like. Because (laughs) you cannot just have a normal... Like, I feel like I could create a normal party scene (laughs) for free. And, like, it seems impossible to be done in all these movies these days. Like, they don't know what to do. They either go over the top, like, at this party. Well, first of all, they only had five guests, and they're like, six handles of vodka, and everyone's just, like, grabbing for it all the time. Or, like, they go, like, the reverse, and, like, people are, like, standing around awkwardly, like, great party. It's like, has these people never been to a party? This was the lamest party, and there's, like, that, like, intense house music playing over it. I'm like, there are ten Ten people people. here, and they are all sitting. Like, this is not a wild party. It was so weird. I just don't understand why no one can just film a scene of a normal party and use it in a film. And, and I mean, this, I guess, sort of ties into the point that I've had on my mind, which may seem obscure to everyone, but there were just some weird line readings in this. And oh, the, like or, all of them? Originally, of them. originally, what made me think of this was, um, I'm going to throw Nikki a little birthday party this weekend. Yeah. There are just these weird, like, accents online. It's like, weekend? Or another one was, at some point, someone goes, this this is nonsense. Yeah. Well, one of that. the actors is actually has a British accent because I saw a behind the scenes video. Wait, is it like the? the it's the mic, but the like. I knew yeah. it, so maybe it is oh. Jenna. And he's who I think said both, who I think said both of those lines that you referred to. Oh. But the one, the boy, the brother who's like pissed off at tearing all movie. He actually has like an English accent. I oh, knew it. Shit. I knew okay. it. He's actually pretty good at that. American makes sense accent. because yeah. yeah, that's how British people they would say this weekend. Yeah. He has yeah. like the most some of the most bizarre lines too and they're all like this like expository dialogue that tells us things we don't need to know like they make a big deal about like going to the grocery store and like you have to the thing is every character has to have a line in every scene so like when they discuss going to the grocery store which doesn't matter to us everybody has to weigh in on like why they can or can't make it and like what time <laughs> they'll be free and where they're gonna go if they can't go so if it's they're like, gonna be youth mentoring and, and like he he like mike begins with like so uh uh jenner i don't know who the fuck he's talking to so jenner we're going to the grocery store at 10 no 10 30 tomorrow do you think you can make it so and so's going and so and so's going and so and so's going and we're taking my car and it just goes on forever <laughs> the wildest thing about that is that she asked for him to pick up sage like that's something you can just get oh, at a grocery yeah. store like, what was that what's the line about that please tell me you at least remembered the sage yeah. sticks. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have any there's also the Jewish girl who like constantly references like how shitty Jewish mothers and Jewish families are. You know how Jewish mothers I, dude, are. Dude, this movie was so inappropriately typecast too. Like they yeah. cast like a sort of stout, curly-haired girl as the Jewish girl, and they cast like the requisite brown person because they needed someone of color in this movie for God's sake. And then they cast like it was just like wait, who is the? I don't even remember a person. Of color she in like this movie. did coke and then asked if she could stay at the house. Oh, then, that's right. Wow. She just has like eighteen lines of coke in front yeah, of her with those like creepy like, mannequin heads. And like, <laughs> yeah, everyone has like a line of dialogue in these scenes, and everybody is trying to communicate some kind of exposition in these scenes it's like they all have to have their say hey hey steve i'm glad you could join me on this podcast here you know it's been eight years since we met at that one party like (laughs) oh my god that reminds me of one of my favorite scenes so they're sitting around with the woman who owns the house for dinner for the first time and everybody's just like kind of quiet and like sipping their wine and eating their salad with their shitty craft salad dressing like this woman's loaded why is she buying craft salad dressing it's like the only thing they could find and she's like so how do you guys all know each other and they all just start laughing 
laughing uproariously, like, ha, 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 ha. and then it turns out <laughs> there is nothing funny or interesting about how they know each other <laughs> at all. Like they go around the table to explain. It's like, oh well, we were in class together, and oh well, that's my sister. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the craft salad dressing reminds me of the pop they drink. Did anyone notice this? Yeah, they, they drink refreshé pop. <laughs> Maybe that's R- the local brand. R e f r e s h e. And uh, dude, I, I mean, I don't want to harp on this, but like, also they sit down to lunch one time, and someone's like, "Oh, this looks delicious," and they have like a tin foil like baking pan of like burgers with just like a bun and a burger. <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> and I know this movie's low budget, and that's a bummer, but it's just like yeah. One more yeah. thing I got to bring up, just like as far as like exposition, like it feels like the director has to like guide us through every moment of these people's lives over the course of this fi- these five days. They spend the whole day at the pool and then they sit around and eat their burgers and then Mike's like, hey, uh, anybody want to go to the lake after this? Like you were just swimming for like the whole day. Why <laughs> right. are you going to the lake? That was such a weird moment too because it felt very there was sort of a, a pregnant a pregnantness to that line where I was like, oh, something fucked up's going to happen at the lake and I literally said they to Elizabeth go. as we were watching, I was like, oh, that's going to be a good idea going to the lake something weird's gonna happen there but there's nothing nothing comes of that nothing no line of dialogue has any bearing on the movie no they come back from the lake and they're all drunk and then they talk about going to the grocery store that's when yeah. that happens it's just like we yeah. just spent like 10 minutes walking in circles it's just nothing like that happens. scene that we play it's, yeah it's like just people talking you want to do this no you want to do this? Yeah, that sounds fun. Maybe later. It's just like watching the, <laughs> the the most boring episode of like Big Brother ever. Yeah. Oh, that's a great analogy. I that like is that. an analogy. Except that more shit. <laughs> more shit happens in Big Brother. Yeah. Because if they go to the lake, no, the that's why I said the most boring the episode. <laughs> well, but, I mean, so let's get to the yeah, actual like horror at the, the end point. of this, which is non-existent. Like anything, any of the scares that come at the end of this movie. Like, I mean, the the scene that sticks out to me is one of the girls. I forget one of these. Uh, you know interchangeable female characters are standing at the like end of a, a walkway Mary Poppins and the MILF are at the other end of the walkway and Mary Poppins comes like running down the walkway towards the girl and it has just, that move that part was spooky that, spook that was you? the one part where I was like oh that's kind of spooky that she's running with her arms out like Rah! oh man well, can, let me bring up a, po- a key, Did nothing let me, me bring up a key point so Lizzie Borden the ghost Mary Poppins po- possesses the person closest in lineage to her. She possesses their body and controls them. And so currently she's possessing the MILF because the MILF like is the step like married into the family. But she's trying to possess one of the chicks because yeah. the chick is like her great granddaughter. She's actually, yeah, the, so, the like, child. The whole point of this movie is that Lizzie Borden is trying to get close to this one girl to like possess her body. What's funny? Just how we keep calling her. You so casually call her the MILF, and I love it. I love (laughs) it. So good. (laughs) So, like, yeah. And so, in between trying to get into the, like, get in to invade the body of this girl, she's killing people. And, like, the scene goes on for, like, 30 minutes. Wow. I'm so impressed that you actually processed and understood that bit of. Because I was getting, because I didn't, I was getting the periphery of that, but I didn't understand the gist of it. And you, you got it. Good job. She always does. She always picks up on the minutiae of these. Because I don't watch that many movies. Idiotic plots. 
You guys are all just like blindsided by all the movies you watch. <laughs> maybe, maybe we're maybe. expecting information to be presented in a certain way in a movie. <laughs> yeah, like a logical, like in a normal, way. Like, like understandable <laughs> way. <laughs> well, all right. Another pet peeve I had with this movie was the way they approached the spooky moments and the like would be jump scares because whenever you see Lizzie Borden's ghost. It was always like a completely different shot. It was like someone's in the hallway and now we like jump cut to a close up of Lizzie Borden in another part of the hallway. And, and there's the, like a dr- like a loud noise. The music is like bam, you'd be scared now. But they do this mm-hmm. so many times that like maybe the first time you sort of jump and then after that you're like it's no because I never jumped. I never once because... jumped or felt spooked by this yeah, movie. No, I can neither. say that. There's the one scene early on where they're in the bedroom and Lizzie Borden walks in the hall in the background, but the oh, camera yeah. has this like post it's like a post production zoom in to yes. the hallway. Yes. <laughs> like just leave this stuff as it is. It's spooky if you can relate the spooky stuff to yeah. the scene that you're in, but it's not spooky to like if Lizzie Borden just showed up in the background of the hallway behind the main action, that would be spooky. Not to just cut to a close up of her face. And I mean we've talked about jump scares, you know, how jump scares even in a shitty movie, like even Steve, who probably has perhaps the most refined taste, we might say, of this group. Like you said, that, you, but... you said you still respond to jump scares, even in a shitty movie. It's just, you know, a basic, like a roller coaster kind of thing. But even the would-be jump scares in this movie just did nothing. Which is insane, because they should be really easy to execute. You know, John Carpenter said something that, like, if you just put, like, a roll of, like, black leader and, like, played it in a theater but had one white frame, you'd probably get somebody to jump. And this mm. movie can't even yeah. achieve that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, this, the cinematography in general is another thing that really puzzled me because it's not found footage at no. all. But there's, I don't think there's a single scene where the camera's on a fucking tripod. The camera is always just, like, the cameraman is constantly drunk. The camera's just kind of, like, always wobbling around. There were steady cams involved, and they shot it on some sort of Canon DSLR I saw in the behind-the-scenes stuff. At least mm-hmm. that was one of the cameras they used. There were steady cams. Yeah. Well, huh. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, have not, I have nothing more to say. I don't either. How does it end? Like, is there anything we liked about this movie? Because I always try to find something positive about a movie, and I really... I was trying to figure out ways to save this movie. Me too. I was trying to figure out, like, okay, what's the hook that they should have written this movie around? What's the What should the story be? And I just had nothing. Well, look, the premise isn't bad, right? Having six teens move into a house that's haunted... You could bank that scary. I mean, it's been done. It's been to done. Death. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like but basic. It's been yeah. proven that you can make that scary because it's been done so many times and sometimes uh, effectively. What did I like but... about this movie? The gr- girl who played Nikki was hot. She was so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. There's She's the cute... one who gets dragged I wish I could remember which one yeah. Nikki fucking was. Yeah, she wears cute was. bathing suits. Yeah, that's true. Is she the one who's always like checking her hair in the yeah. mirror? Yeah, she was cute but annoying. She's the one who goes to the bathroom in like the second scene yep. for no reason. Yeah. And there's like a minute and a half long scene where she just gets in, sits on the toilet, and, and we have looking to at listen the to her pissing. But we she doesn't pull pee. down her skirt or her underwear. So and then someone like knocks on the door. And she's like, "Would you give me a minute?" And then that's the scene. Yeah, she. Really, oh, she can't get out. She was so the, cute. The door handle her. is stuck. <laughs> just, I mean, she was a terrible actress. She seemed nice though. So that's the the one thing you liked about this movie. That's it, man. Girls. I really don't. They all had nice cars too. 
they were like i was like i bet you anything the director of this movie owns like a ford dealership because they were all fords all brand new none of them had license plates on them (laughs) and like we see these cars like only a few times but there were so many shots where it's just like very clear that there is no plate. like just borrowed it from dad's lot freebie anything else we liked i can't think that the boys were cute Back to Elizabeth's point, love the German girl or whatever. Oh yeah, she was. she was great. She was hilarious and had so much energy. Um, wouldn't have stood out in any other movie except this one where nobody's trying. Patrick, you gotta. I'm not comment. I'm not going to comment on the physical appearances of actors in this movie. But you know, I, I you know, what I'll say is the one thing I liked is Andrew Rutkowski, and I'm pronouncing his name correctly now, Mike. right? Mike, fuck! <laughs> God damn it, Mike! I'm please so come on the show, sorry. please. We're so yeah. sorry. We didn't Mike, mean that. Mike Rutkowski. Yes. Okay, I fucked it up the first time. I was saying the last name wrong. This time, I got the first name completely wrong. He seems like a nice guy. I honestly feel really bad that we've just like savaged this whole thing. So Is he much. the director of Monsters Inc? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, that's Andrew. Oh, uh, I think it's another. No, Andrew. Uh, Fuck. It oh, I thought matter. you were talking about the director of Monsters Inc. before. No, that's a character, the lead character of Monsters oh. Inc. Directed by Pete hey. Doctor. God. Anyway, the pop cultural knowledge in this group just, is so like fucked up. It's all over the place. Yeah. Um, I like that you just assume that he's a nice guy because yeah, we, we looked at his Facebook anything. for two seconds. He, he like could be a Facebook fucking creepo. Who knows? We thought Kevin Spacey was a nice guy. I don't. Yeah. I'm, the jury's not out on this Mike guy. I don't know. what's yeah. going Well, on. you know what. I'm I'm let's get him I'm on the buying, show. I'm buying some emotional insurance right now in case <laughs> Mike Rutkowski comes on the show and just registering that I feel sorry that we fucking savaged him. If he comes and, on the show, and we're I'm gonna, gonna hope that he fucking wrecks you when he comes on the show oh, instead he of me. Wreck me any day. We're gonna find out if he's a nice guy because if he comes on, we're gonna ask him about his definition of consent. <laughs> <laughs> now he's definitely not coming on. <laughs> Well, all right. Enough said about that movie, I guess, oh, right? God. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, the good news is, listeners, next week our movie should be American Poltergeist 2. But I just can't fucking do it, and neither can anyone else. Now, I have no idea what this is about. I know it's not by the same director. So I'm curious, like, how would you guys approach a sequel to American Poltergeist? And then we'll see. Have any of you read Back it? away slowly. Have That's any how of I'd you read it. about it yet? No, no, I didn't know it existed. Normally, I find these things on IMDb or whatever. No clue. I would approach I, with extreme trepidation. I feel really bad about this, but we didn't say how this movie ends. Does that matter? No. No. Okay. So, fine. This movie ends. Does it, does it matter to you? Is what the matters like, is the guy think? who's Catholic, apparently, because he goes to like Young Life, is also an exorcist. But he fails. But he fails. And then like, the cop shows up to save the day, but instead gives the kid a gun to kill himself. Which he does. To protect and, and serve. Lizzie Borden possesses the girl that is her relation. Yeah, and then you think she's damned to like stay in the house, but instead the first thing they do is take her out of the house, and she's yeah, like, "It makes no sense." Yeah. Well, as far as the sequel, I'd say hire a new director, and they've done that. Whoever but, they but is, but creatively, like story wise, I don't know honestly because this movie is so like the haunted house thing is just so hackneyed at this point that I I can't think of a new way to do it. I would say have 26 different vignettes uh, of go poltergeists haunting different houses. ABCs. Oh, over America. How about have an actual fucking poltergeist in the movie for starts? Write a poltergeist in Yeah, it's it. going to have to be one of those sequels that's just kind of a spiritual successor more than a, a, a 
narrative success it's gonna have to no be like an intended, alien right? alien aliens kind of situation i guess they just have a license to make any sort of ghost story and, and put it under the strong brand of the american poltergeist <laughs> franchise i think they should make a movie about the dog lady <gasps> i think that's pretty american american you know, poltergeist three there's a trailer for one that's out now oh yeah we should link to that in the show notes Maybe. Uh, viewers might be interested anyway we decided, though, to break it up, because you might not want to hear us do the same thing again next week. We're introducing something new called the Wheel of Death, and we're breaking the order. Breaking the order. Every fourth episode, we're breaking the order. We're going to spin the wheel, and one of us is going to get to pick a movie, and we're going to review that movie instead for our next episode. So every fifth episode is going to be a movie of our choice that's maybe a little, far- a little farther down in the alphabet than we would typically get to maybe something that's been in our personal queue that we're eager to watch and uh hopefully it'll add a little bit more fun to this whole endeavor because none of us are having any fun at all we're having fun we're but, having you know, we gotta, this shit sucks we gotta keep morale <laughs> i'm having sometimes. a great time so uh elizabeth asked to spin the wheel the first time so this is like the wheel of fortune and it looks it has a uh, our names are on it four times and then there's two slots marked owner's closet and if we end up in the owner's closet we just have to read we have to watch the next movie that we would watch normally because just putting our names on a wheel once a piece wouldn't accomplish no. the same purpose. no it wouldn't be as dramatic because it, like wheel of fortune you see the thing oh wait right there are stakes here yeah like like, like <laughs> when it's four when it's once when it's on one, when it's on once there's not that wheel of fortune moment where you think it's patrick and then it switches to elizabeth i was flying now i'm sweating all right. okay all right here we go i'm spinning the wheel i'm spinning the wheel okay elizabeth is going to spin the wheel of death for the very first time oh god it's spinning. oh god what do we got it's spinning it's, it's slowing left. down the marker's on the left oh my god i hope it's me Oh, I hope it's me. Oh, I hope it's me. Oh, yes! it's Elizabeth. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, my God. We're watching The Astronaut's Wife. Yes. yes! That was my pick. <laughs> yes. Have any of you guys seen it? Is that horror? Yes. Is that the Billy Bob Thornton movie? No. no Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Johnny oh, Depp and Charlize Theron. I'm so excited. How is that horror? You'll have to I don't watch really know anything about out. it, but I didn't realize that was horror. So none of you have seen it. No. I was a huge Johnny Depp fan at one point in my life, around the time this movie came out, and I just never got a chance to see it. I know it's really poorly reviewed, but the premise is fucking awesome. I know. I can't wait. I wait, saw it when I was like 10, or like I saw it when it was oh, on pay-per-view when it came out. Yeah. So you remember it? Well, so I it's remember like an astronaut comes so, back from a mission unrecognizable because he has some kind of alien force coursing through his veins, right? Something mm-hmm. like that? Something like Something that. Something like that. Hmm. I've never seen it. Oh, I'm so right. glad you picked that. The Astronaut's Wife, everybody. That's going to be great. All right, so join us next week. We're reviewing The Astronaut's Wife. Until then... Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Leave us reviews. Troll us a little. We'll troll you back. (laughs) It never gets old. But but until then, that's all for every horror movie on Netflix. For Chris, goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) For Patrick, fly and done. Good fly. For Elizabeth, goodbye. Are we doing the first Stephen goodbye, I guess? That just sounds so awkward. Why did we do it that way? <laughs> I don't know. Let's, it's just over. It's done. <laughs> <laughs>